This episode, an interview with Dana Renee, owner of Tools of Her Trade. In this episode, we have a discussion with handy person Dana Renee about leaving corporate life and the excitement of being in the handy person's trade. Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation on your home maintenance and repair. This edition is entitled, An Interview with Dana Renee, Owner of Tools of Her Trade. To help me explain, I am here with my ever-cheerful co-host and old buddy, Johnny. Johnny? Yes. Johnny? Larry? Larry, what's been going on, man? How you You tell me. I've been good. You tell me what's going on in John's life this week. This is it's exciting, Johnny. We're getting close to the holidays. It's It's an exciting life, is it? Um, Yeah, you know, in in this business, uh, you know, you're you're always doing something different. And um, you know, we were we were talking about how you kind of get any cycles, whether you're doing one thing all the time. Now all of a sudden, it's been faucets. You know, then it's a then it's a the toilet thing, then it's a shower, then it's a you know whatever. So one of the one of the things that was kind of um, you know that I had to do the other day. I don't know if I told you about this, but uh, I had to cut down a uh, a piece of a, a basketball goal. No, you, you didn't know, tell po- me that. A post, a post. Yeah. yeah. You know, so they they left they left a piece sticking out of the ground about four feet high. You know, they took they took the top piece, they took that down, sold the house, and just left the four, <laughs> nice. four foot piece. So you know, and, and I think I touched on this before. It's like, well, you know, what 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 do I do? You know, how, how am I going to get this out of there? You know, well, I can I can dig it out, right? No, uh, you no, can hook it to the truck and pull it out. But well, anyway, yeah, yeah, keep going. More like a tank. Um, you know, like a, like a D nine or something. This thing was so far down into the ground. It was unbelievable. Um, so I didn't know what, you know, and it was filled with cement by the way. The pole was? Yes. All the way up to, you know, maybe, uh, a couple of, about a foot above the, uh, above the ground. And it was way down in there. Now the good news is that the wall, the, the, the thickness of the wall of the this, this, this steel was not that thick. So, I took out the uh, the recip saw, and cut all the way around it, and just, you know, beat it up until it it broke over. You know where I cut it. <laughs> oh, what a night! You you mean? It, you, but you didn't take. You should have taken the drill and just stuck a stick of dynamite down in there and taken care uh, of the problem. Ex- big time. Oh, I I would have loved to. It would have been a that that would have been great. That would have been great. Um, but you know, it was one of these things. You know, you so that was kind of a you know that a, a, something different that I did. But um, you know, I had to try to. I dug a hole, cut it off underneath. You know, underneath the you know the, the ground there a little bit, and then just covered it back up. It's on the side of the driveway, so it's no big deal. But uh, you know what? What a crazy, what a crazy thing! I couldn't get that thing out of there, and, and neither could they. That's why they. That's why they cut the thing off at four off. feet above. You know, whatever was comfortable when they cut it off, right? You know, well, I'm standing here. You know, not not me. I'm on my knees. On you know, trying to get this thing underneath the ground. But anyways, well, so that's a, that's actually a perfect segue, Johnny. That because. We rolled out to Carmel, Indiana, and talked to handy person Dana Renee of Tools of Her Trade. She talks about some of the crazy and unique jobs, but it, it's it's the things that you see in the handy person's business. Right, John? Yeah, well, yeah. So we talked with Dana, and here it is. 
We're here with Dana. Dana, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yes, Dana. Thanks. Thanks for being here. I know that you've been a, a long time uh, listener and uh, and you've been active on our uh, on the Facebook group. So really appreciate that. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. So give us some background on you and your business. Tell us tell us your background story. Tell us why you got how you got involved in the handy person business and all that kind of good stuff, because it's a great story. So. Awesome. Well, so I say that I have three lives. My first life, um, I was an IT consultant for Deloitte um, out of Chicago, and I worked mainly in the telecommunications industry. I spent about three years while I was working there in Europe, um, helping some of those uh, firms, not the firms, the um, offices in different countries get set up for IT and telecom. Um, I moved back from Europe to Chicago and continued to do consulting until um, I had kids and I stayed home and spent some time with them. And then my second life is uh, I ran a nonprofit, the Autism Society of Indiana. And when that started, it was um, a small support group. And I did that until uh, 2017, about July of 2017. Uh, and when I left, it was a million-dollar budget and 36 people all over the state. And we did a lot of things uh, with the legislation here in Indiana. So it was very rewarding work. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. But I knew when it was time to just move on. And um, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do until I took that break. Um and so I spent like six months not working and kind of recovering from that life and started doing things around the house. And I, I was, you can see this on my website, but um, I was actually standing in the shower and we have the window in our shower. And I don't have any idea why anybody would put a window in a shower, but we have one. And uh, I looked at it and it was, you know, kind of mildewy and cracking. And I was like, you know what, I can fix that. And it was just kind of one of those aha moments. And I just said to myself, I'm like, wow, I really, really love fixing things. I really, really love making people happy. And I can earn money while I'm doing those two things. And I found my bliss immediately. You know, if I, I believe if I can do what I love to do when I want to do it with who I want to do it, make people happy every single day and earn money, you know, to help support my family. Uh, you know, it's the best thing in the world. So that's how I got here. That's a great story because it just, it just touches on so many things. It has, you know, it's about making people happy and solving problems, right? I mean, that's really kind of people laugh at my business card Dana because on my business card it says solutions specialist right that's my I put that as my title oh. right because my I love that. yeah in this job for me the thing that I love about being a handyman is that I get to solve problems and to your point I get to make people happy I really like that that's really f like it touches me because that's what I like to do I just happen to do it in their home with their you know with their various different 
pro- not probably mm-hmm. problems, but houses are maintenance uh, animals, right? They need maintenance all the time, and and they and mm-hmm. they have things that break and stuff like that, and that's what we do. We fix those pain points. So I just lo- I just really like it, and and uh, your story of be- you know standing there looking at the windows. By the way, windows are were a like a fifties and sixties things in showers. You know, you know that you if, if you're you you live in Indiana, so in that yeah. part of the world, all those older homes all have have uh, windows in the showers, which is like yeah, why do you put those in there? I don't know. I still don't really understand that. It was code at one time, I believe. But to let the steam out. Yeah, to let the well, steam my, out. You know. Well, my house is not from the fifties or sixties. It is. I mean, it's only twelve years old. So I, again, I don't know why they did that, but you know, it's it's fine. I'm living <laughs> with. I've lived with it for <laughs> for this long. I think it's fine. And and by the way, it's very well sealed now. Yeah, I'm sure but, it is. Yeah. You know what. What I like to say to homeowners is, you know, when you walk into your home, I want you to enjoy your home, not just see the cracks and the caulk with the trim and where there's a dent in the wall or where there's, you know, damage on your ceiling because of a leak. You know, I want I want you to walk into your home and feel at home, you know, not like you're in you walk in into the middle of a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be done. You know, and that's kind of, it's, it's stressful and it's not enjoyable for a lot of people, you know, because it's just one more thing to do. And, you know, when I go into a home, I say that to people. I want to make your house look exactly how you want it to look. So when you come home, you feel at home and you don't feel like there's a whole bunch of work that needs to be done after work. Isn't it, isn't that the truth? You know, when you sit around in your own house, boy, you got a lot of time to look at all the imperfections. <laughs> well, and and especially during COVID, you know, this right. COVID and the quarantines and everything, I think it drove a lot of people crazy. Yeah, Dana, um, when when you left corporate America, and you know, the same same way with uh, with myself, but I wanted to ask you a question: Is that did you ever picture yourself doing this? Um, when you were working as a, you know, an IT consultant? Absolutely not. It never even occurred to me. (laughs) And what's interesting is that I didn't know that I loved it, but I actually um, talked to my college roommate right when I was starting the business. And, you know, I said exactly what I just said. I didn't know that I was interested in it. And she said, that's not true. I remember when you brought uh-huh. a brand new toolbox into our apartment and you were so excited showing me all of the hammers and screwdrivers. And I don't even remember that. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess maybe I have been interested in it. Just, you know, maybe I don't know. So other people recognize. Yeah, other people recognize <laughs> that you, you know, kind of had kind of had the knack right there. You know, your passion was showing there. Um, because I, the, and the reason that I asked that, Dana, is that because, you know, a lot of the folks that are listening to us right now uh, might be in other jobs and they don't see themselves doing this either. But maybe when they take a, in, in, you know, a, a look inside themselves, that maybe this is something that really does agree with them. And they might be in a position where when they don't know what the next step is for them in life, that they might, this might be it. So that's. I mean, the way that I look at it is if you really, really love something, whether it's, you know, the work that you're in currently, or if you have a hobby, you know, a lot of people 
build things in their spare time and you know they do a lot of things to their own house or they help friends do things to their houses or they build decks or whatever you know if, if that's their happy place this is a perfect industry to be in mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, and and that, that, one of the things you said in the when we were talking before the show is that you like to do a multitude of jobs, right? So you you're you're like like I think both John and I we kind of we couldn't do just say plumbing or just build decks all the time, but we I know I like to do I like to have the variety, right? And you do too, and that makes handy handy persons like is the perfect job but there's nothing wrong with somebody if they want to do mm-hmm. a deck you know if they, if they like to build decks if they do it but i think i like that perspective and i like your mindset on that stuff because a lot of it is mindset if you're happy doing it just do it it's really a really about that simple it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't take much um what did you have any challenges actually in in the the how do i want to say it in the starting of the business meaning did you have you know it's really sound you're you're a very professional person so it sounded like you you knew business beforehand mm-hmm. right so you didn't have any real challenges yeah. other than than maybe what did you have any challenges at all cuz i i mean in, in again in our pre-show you you talked you already knew business is what it what is the what you said right so it, were there any right. anything and, that stuck and, out that was kind of challenging as far as being a handy person per se well as far as the actual work, um, figuring out what the right tool is for each job, I think was one of my biggest challenges because I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, I knew a specific range of tools and I knew how to use them. But even now I'm finding out about um, ways to make the job easier. So, you know, if I was doing, um, if I was cutting trim, you know, doing interior trim. I think, I think on one of your shows, you talked about a trim cutter. Right. Yep. And I right. didn't even know. Yeah. I did not even know that existed. So I would be dragging these, you know, 12 saws. foot pieces mm-hmm. of quarter round outside to the miter saw because that's where I was cutting <laughs> right. the larger trim. And then I'd bring it back in and you know, oh, it's not quite right. So I'd have to go all the way back out. And now I have two of those um, trim cutters, you know, in two different bags because I have different bags for different kinds of jobs or boxes. But, you know, as, as far as the business, like you said, I already knew business, you know, so I know how to do the accounting. I know how to um, deal with, uh, you know, purchasing things and, uh, markups and supply charges and figuring out what the best rate is to charge. So I already knew that. And I really, I had a lot of experience working with people in general. Um, but, you know, I, I really think that the right tools or the right, um, the right way or method, I don't actually think there's a right method, like a specifically right method to do anything in particular. Like when you hang drywall, you have to do certain things, but, you know, everybody uses a different tool and everybody uses a different tape and everybody uses different screws, right? So, you know, you can go on YouTube and hear what everybody does, but it's what's right for you. Um, does that make sense? It does. I hang my di- drywall diagonally because nobody else does it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But That's perfect. So it won't <laughs> sag, right? It doesn't sag at all and the and the... Tape never splits. Right? <laughs> right. I'm going to try that. It, it just looks level to Larry, that's all. 
So Johnny, I do I do want to make one quick comment. Johnny, we have a winner, winner, winner chicken dinner on the trim cutters. We now had no, we have a verified person who now has two of them, which is just awesome. Folks, we did a whole show on I think it was a show or a tip, I can't remember, but but there's a there's there are these trim cutters. We'll put some notes uh, up for you to take a look. But they're little handheld things, right, Dana? And you just you basically it's like a really sharp knife and you squeeze it, uh-huh. and, it and it trims it and it's it's great because to your point, especially when you're doing quarter round, you don't have to take it back out to the so that back and forth stuff is what was killing you. Now it's sitting right there on the floor wherever you're doing the work and you just go clip and then you want to take a little shave off. You can take a little shave off and then it goes. Yeah. So anyway, you have to uh, run around it's yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So and and the angles, like yep. you can get any angle and, and you know, and that's the challenge. You know, certainly you could take another tool and cut a forty five degree angle, but you know, when you're doing trim you need a lot of different angles and different spots for different yep. reasons yep. and that i mean this was i had i was like oh my god i'm like what are you talking about this is yeah bad. for well, yeah, for like twenty bucks, there, you, there you go. It's a little. Uh, what, is, what, the, what do they call that thing? It's a miter it, trim a, cutter. A miter, I can't, I can't. yeah, it's a miter trim cutter. I think it's like it's a little. Called. Mi- it's like a snip with with a miter table on with it. With a miter table, on. yeah. And anyway, we'll yeah. put we'll put some pictures yeah. up. But we, it's funny, Dana, because you said you said you don't know what you don't know, and. Um, John and I have been talking. We're, we are kind of getting into that. Some of the tools and specialty tools and things that are of the things you don't know, like you don't know what you don't know. And like, did you know that there's a specialty blade for an oscillating saw that cuts drywall? Well, I didn't know that until I saw one one day and then I bought it and now I use it and I'm like, oh, this thing's awesome for cutting drywall if you're, you know, if you're doing anyway. We get into that. That's part of one of the things about talking about the show. So that was a challenge, not knowing, you know, knowing what you didn't know and then and going that way. So, yeah, and that's that's good stuff, though. I mean, that's great stuff when it talks about, yeah, you knew the business side of it, which the business side of it is if you've been in business for a while, the handyman business is a, or handy person business is a pretty simple business as far as that goes. Knowing what tools to buy and all that stuff is probably more of a challenge, at least it was for not really for me. I had a ton of tools when I started, so it was but it was getting into some of those specialty tools and and we'll do more of that in the future so anyway but but data that but that's one thing you know i'm listening I'm, I'm listening to you talk on this is that it didn't stop you uh from getting into this business oh no absolutely not yeah so i have to say i'm a little i'm a little bit of a tool hoarder now because i always <laughs> i like to i i like to try out the new things and yep. you know Somebody's coming out with a brand new battery that's half the weight. I'm getting that. I'm yep. going to test it out. You yep. know, like that's kind of a problem because that, you know, you take a lot of the money that you earn from working so hard. And, you know, as a treat, I buy myself a new tool that's maybe not such great business, but, you know, it usually helps me and, you know, do the job better because. I like it and I know how to do it, it and use it, it and it's just stronger, faster. Gives you a better professional. Uh, you know, outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more professional. Yeah, we 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 trust. Welcome to the club. That's what I'm going to say. Welcome to the club because I <laughs> am also a tool junkie, and I am I am all about that. It's a combination of saving the time and the and the better outcome that 
that results. And just talking about that miter trim uh, snip tool, you can get a much finer joint than you can, or I think, than you can with a saw using that tool. It, it just gives you a better finish. Plus, it's uh-huh. faster, and it's it doesn't use any power other than your hand. Um, you know, yeah. it uses muscle power versus versus other things, and it it just makes it just makes life easier. And making life easier as you know, our moniker is time, money, and aggravation, and t- that's a big part of the time, and also aggravation because that in and out, in and out, in and out drives you, drives me crazy, drives me absolutely yeah, nuts. Walking, you know, walking all over the Ugh. place, it's a waste well, of time. Well, and it takes longer. It takes, yeah, it takes yeah. longer, and it messes up. It messes up the estimate. Yep. <laughs> it messes it messes up the estimate. Yep. There you go. Um, all right. What? Let's see. Where are we at, Johnny? What quite oh I do have a question. So we talked we we talked a little bit before the show. This just has to do with what they call the trades gap. So we talk about it with young people. But um what are your thoughts on the trades gap? Trades gap folks, just so you don't if you if you haven't listened before, there's a huge percentage of the population that is not getting into the trades, meaning there's not a an influx of plumbers and electricians and handy people and contractors and all that thing coming up through the ranks. What are your um do you have any recommendations for a young person that's listening that might be contemplating getting into the trades? Do you think it's a good career move? Do you think what? What are your just give us some thoughts on that? Um, I absolutely think it's a good career move, simply because there is such a high need. You know, I hear people, homeowners say, you know, I cannot find a plumber, I cannot find an electrician, I cannot find somebody to come out and give me an estimate on whatever. And I mean, it's, if you, I feel like if, if young people or really anybody really love to do something, um, then they should at least explore it. And there are so many opportunities. There are so many different types of these trades that, um, that people can be in and then people can be in multiple trades. You know, you could be a plumber and a handy person, or you can, just focus on plumbing. So um, I think there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of um, a lot of business that can be had once you have that um, that skill or those skills. Yeah. And I think also there's a lo- there are a lot of schools and, and educational um, opportunities right now. Yeah, and they're pretty reasonably priced as well. The trade schools are much less than a college yeah. degree, so you don't get all the big student debt loan. Mm-hmm. And and we have at least in Atlanta, there's there's some of the bigger companies will actually pay for you to get your ticket, you know, to get your license. Like they'll pay for your schooling. So it's a it's an interesting yeah. um, perspective on the world. You you know you can get into and you can make at least in and around our area, you can make very professional wages. I mean, this is not we're not talking about working yeah. for substandard wages. This is working for now, it's predicated on doing good work and doing all the things that you've already talked about, taking care of your customers' needs, and it's that level of trust. I kind of laugh when you say that, mm-hmm. you know, I can't find a plumber. Well, it's not that they can't find a plumber. It's that they can't find a plumber that they trust. I think that's a, a qualitative um, yeah. statement, you know. that's fair. That's- yeah. Um, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and it but it's just but but anybody that's in the trades that that we've talked to and we've talked to a large number of people actually around the country and and um um we just find that that it's that level of trust and and being the uh how do we put it Johnny a trusted a trusted advisor I guess I want to say. So um are do you advise your customers? I mean, do customers ever just call you up and and ask you a question like say, you know, I'm thinking about this and do they call and ask you for their opinion? We're 
we're, I'm just kind of curious. That's just a, a question that mm-hmm. that popped to me. Um, actually, yeah, sometimes. Um, but more often, it would be it would be them asking the question, and then I would go over there and we'd talk about it. Um, I don't I don't like to answer questions about things that I haven't seen because I don't want to give the wrong advice. So I have gone over to people's houses um, to just talk about work. You know, what do you think about this? I'm thinking about taking this wall down. What do you think um, that would look like? Or do you think that's even possible? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that kind of stuff I've, I've done. I don't do it a lot. You know, people don't call me a lot to just say, come over and do it. But once I'm at a home, I have a lot of people who say, you know, who ask me those questions and sometimes they want me to do it. And sometimes I say, you need to find somebody else to do this particular part, but then I can, you know, I can finish up for them. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think one of the things, and here's, here's the way I look at, at this, is, and that is that when, when I'm out at a, at a job, people will ask me for, for my opinion on, on some things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I might say, I'm like, I'm like you, Dana, that I'll say, hey, I, you know what, I'm not going to do this big comprehensive electrical job. That's better left to a, you know, a licensed electrician if you're going to have to, you know, put in a new circuit and all that kind of wiring, you know, because in my back of my mind, mm-hmm. if it's at my house, I'd be doing it, but I'm not going to do it for somebody else just because. And then they'll ask me for the opinion of, you know, electricians, how should I find one? How can I get the you know best value? You know, who can I trust? And then that that conversation is that they rely on us to, you know, Larry's the same way, is to help counsel them in getting through that. Um, I will say that I find myself involved in all kinds of conversations with with clients where I could not even imagine a plumber or an electrician having these conversations. So you're in a, you know, you're in a very different, unique position to be that, that trusted advisor, um, that counselor, you know, uh, for for these homeowners as a handyman. And it kind of does put us in a, in this position that we do all kinds of things. And pretty soon you, you know, they, they get to know you and trust, you know, uh, you know, thinking about doing this, can you do this? Yes or no. And then, you know, we go through that decision tree, but um you know that's that's kind of the way i that's kind of the way i look at it and i'm happy to say you know the first thing and and when we're talking before is that you know you 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 don't know what you don't know so i'm the first person to say i don't know anything about that you know or i know everything about that but i'm not the guy to do it because (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. for all the reasons so yeah well and you know the other side is um that i kind of struggle with to be honest is i go into a house and I see something that I wasn't originally brought in to look at. Um, for example, um, an issue with the drywall, I see maybe a little stain or um, the tape is cracked or something. Um, you know, I I feel like in some cases, like if there is some water, that I think some water is coming and I definitely mention it to them, but you know, I don't want to point out everything that might need to be repaired. Um, you know, as as people ask me about those things, then um, I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll talk to them about it and talk to them about, you know, 
what that would really take and, and what, what other people would need to come in and, and help out with that. Um, but it's, you know, people have so many different needs and, and, you know, I don't like to, like, I don't have any business relationships with plumbers or electricians. So, you know, if I recommend somebody, it's because I personally have worked with them mm-hmm. or I know people who have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's something else that we, you know, we generally will do here uh, between Larry and I. We know plumbers and electricians and things, and we'll 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 recommend. Hey, you know, I'm not saying that these these folks are the end all, but this is a this is a good place to start. I've been on the job site with them before; they're great folks. You know, give them a call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know, we we know those people, um, but you know, it, once again, once again, it's kind of this, it's kind of the interesting uh, perspective of where the, the, the handy person is in, in, in this whole, um, you know, the, the whole counseling of, you know, the, the trust advisor to, to homeowners and anybody out there listening mm-hmm. is that, that, you know, if you have a relationship with somebody like this, if you have a handyman out there at, or handy person out there that you really like, have that relationship with them because they can give you a lot of good information and really shortcut mm-hmm. the process of, you know, finding out, you know, the kind of the, the tricks of the trade type of thing, you yeah. know. That, that and also it's a different set of eyes on a, on a situation. Exactly. And just to your point, mm-hmm. Dana, Dana said, you know, if I see water coming in, if I see any place where I think there's water coming in, that's an immediate. There's, I have two issues that I always mm-hmm. mention to people, water infiltration and or any kind of real, I'll call it real safety concern. So if there's, I don't know, bare wires or something like that, then I'm always bringing those things up. Other than that, eventually they'll get to the other things, you know, crack drywall tape and stuff. And, and sometimes if people ask and I say, well, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's probably just cosmetic. You know, we can take a look at it, but mm-hmm. chances are it's probably just cosmetic. It's the house is you know, X number of years old. Okay. That's just kind of a normal thing. It happens and we can fix it or not either, either way it's up to you, you know, and give them a rough idea what it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. But I always point out water infiltration because those are problems that, and, and safety issues. So safety, any kind of safety issue, I always point out just because I'm a kind of safety oriented guy, but the water infiltration and John and I, we, we talk about it all the time, but water is so destructive and people tend to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of ignoring mm-hmm. it, the problem gets exponentially worse and so we try to head those things yeah. off in advance because we've we've seen it you know mm-hmm. we've seen the 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 really we've seen simple projects if it was headed off a couple of years earlier would have been a simple repair where instead it turns into a major repair so anyway i just wanted to comment on that just yeah. that, it's, that it's that way i i do have a question tell us have you ever done any crazy or unique jobs what's the most crazy or unique job you've ever done <laughs> oh let's see um I had I was hired to put a new ceiling in a food truck because of water. It <laughs> came down through the vent and just destroyed the roof or the ceiling of inside of a food truck. So that was interesting. Um, and I mean, crazy. I have I a couple summers ago I had a job where I was just supposed to replace the fascia on a couple areas of the house, and I ended up replacing every single piece all the way around the house of the fascia and the soffit and i had to rebuild out the joists because i mean you talk about water damage this <laughs> i was, was gonna say that sounds like not, a water nightmare <laughs> not good well and the other thing was that um, they had not maintained the yard so there were a 
whole bunch of bushes and trees that had grown up around so high that it reached the gutter. It was a one-story house. But, you know, and there were trees growing out of the gutter. Ooh. So it was just, you know, when I went there, I was like, okay, well, you need to cut back to landscaping. And, you know, that way I can get here and there. And when I got there, it was, everything was there. So the first thing I had to do was, you know, take my saw and cut down some little trees and bushes. And, and, you know, that took a relatively long time. And then I got up and started to pull off the fascia and just found some of the most amazing bacterial growth <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> oh look i'm wearing gloves for a reason wow look at this you know all right it's a yeah that's and a respirator and Ooh. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah we've we've been there i've never seen those colors before Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, it's a perfect segue because our goal is to help our listeners save time, money, and aggravations. Is there any tips you can give our Mm -hmm. listeners that can help them maybe stop a problem like that? Besides, folks, you should cut your bushes back a little bit away from your home, especially if you live in a humid area. But anyway, uh, give give another tip, Dana. Um, Give another tip that would help. Well, I think that homeowners need to walk around the outside of their house and really look at their windowsills and their siding because, um, I mean, I spent all summer, all spring and all fall repairing windowsills and trim and siding because of, you know, the extent of the rot. I mean, it's amazing. And, and the problem is, is that, um, when your sill starts to rot, it goes under the window because that's a part of the window frame. And, you know, there have been times where I'm like, you just need to buy a new window. This is, I'm never going to be able to rebuild this for you. But a lot of times I, I can, but, you know, the rot is there and rot is, it grows and it, 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 deceptive because sometimes rot is underneath or inside of wood that looks perfectly fine and you don't see it until you know until you start digging out the soft spot so i really really always recommend that people walk around their house and just look and if there's anything that seems a little soft have somebody come and replace it yeah because if you leave it you know, if it's soft, it's like, oh, it's no big deal. Or if it's starting to crack, if just the trim on the window is starting to crack at the bottom, you know, that that is not good. It, and <laughs> yeah. Even though it doesn't seem bad, you know, it's like, oh, well, maybe I'll just paint over it this winter or for the for the time being. You know, whatever's under there is still going to be growing. And, you know, if you don't catch it early, then you're going to be in trouble in the, you know, next summer when you, when you look at it and it's already soft and has deteriorated the, the wood all around it. Johnny, we're not alone. Yeah. This happens in other places in the country. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. No, it does. It does. You know, it, it, and that's great advice. That's fantastic. Walk around, walk around, especially, uh, especially this time of year before the winter sets in, walk around your house, look at all this stuff. Um, and I, I always tell people, you know, I, I'm, I can walk around the house with you and I'll, I'll show you what, what, 
in in this case in point, wood rot looks like, you know. Yeah, what and it I'll looks take, like. I'll take a I'll take a little screwdriver or something. And I'm like, you see that right there where the paint looks all wrinkly? <laughs> well, you, yeah, you got yeah. an issue here. <laughs> so, um, you know, then they start to then they start to figure it out, and then they do their their own walkarounds. But that's a, exactly that that's really good advice. Yeah, really, really good advice. We yeah. we we beat on it here a lot yeah. because we, we in Atlanta it's so humid and moist here that it's just it's it's an endemic problem. I mean, it's crazy. It's and it's in homes that are not as old as you would think, uh, less than twenty years, and right. And so it's just and it and it's it, it gets it, it exacerbates as they get older, right? So the older the home is. The more chance for it but uh anyway it's just yeah great fantastic advice any john do you have any other questions i i, I don't and uh dana this has been great i, I guess the, the last the last question is how how can people get a hold of you yeah how can they get a hold of you um well i can say that um i can't come to georgia to uh, do any <laughs> oh, nuts. you sure we can we can put you up for the winter time <laughs> Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's probably not as cold there as it is here in Indiana. But, um, you know, people can go to my website, which is uh, toolsofhertrade.com. Um, and all my contact information is there, all the information about what I do, um, what I don't do, um, the services I provide. I, I try to be as upfront and clear about all of this, every way that I do business, how much it costs, um, you know, I have terms and conditions on there and also examples of work that I've done. So I think that's the best way to reach me. Okay, so that's toolsofhertrades.com. It's trade, T-R-A-D-E. Trade, toolsofhertrade. Toolsofhertrade. Okay, perfect. All right, great. All right, Daniel, we want to thank you for being on, and we will talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you, Daniel. I want to thank Dana for being on the show. John, what are some of the key takeaways? Yeah, I, and I, I want to I want to echo that. You know, I, I want to thank Dana um, for for being on the show. I found it I found it fascinating. Um, you know, it's it's one of those the, the background stories here are great about folks that are coming into uh, that the handyman, the handy person business. And her story is uh, is is very interesting about coming from the you know the corporate world um, after all this time and then running a, a big it must have been a five hundred one C three or whatever um, and that whole that whole story about how she kind of just one day it kind of dawned on her to get out of all of this and you know my God she found her you know the passion. Um, and uh, a way to make her happy and and make money doing it all. Yeah, and it yep. and it happened right here in the uh, in in the handy in the handyman business. You know, so it's a it's a it's a it's a great story. And and like I said, it's it's one that for the listeners out there, if you're if you're thinking about making a move, this might be something to look at. Um, if you're if you've ever been wondering about it, right? And that and and one of the 
somewhat interesting things is as a woman, that's not something that most women think of. But she, I, I like kind of like the story when she was telling about her in her in the apartment when she was in college and she had her tools and she's talking about her tools. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought that was a, a very interesting aside, and she didn't even remember it, but her roommate from college remembered it, which I thought was kind of interesting. I think one of the other things we see, John, we see a constant. We, we see a lot of constant themes here for successful handy people, right? You know, and, and folks, if you're even if you're considering hiring a handyman, whatever, if you listen to the way that she speaks, a lot of it had to do with mindset and, and, and how she treats people and communication and, and all of those things. And we hear this over and over. You and I talk about it a lot, mm-hmm. you know, ourselves, but we hear it from all of the other successful handy people that we have, have had on the show, and Dana being another one of them, you know, just some of the, just some of the basic business points, have good communication be trusted don't you know don't oversell know when to say no you know she she talked about jobs she's just not comfortable taking um all of the all of those kinds of things and and we we've heard many 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 of those or almost all of those things over we hear them over and over again so it's it's been very constant um as far as that's concerned john did did you have anything else that was a was a good take no no that's a no it's a great point and that and that is you're you're hearing this from all the folks that we've been uh you know we've been talking to um and it's 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 not uh it's it's not unique to this business it's it's just you know it's unique to successful people yep 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 and so no matter what you do you know there's a there's some good lessons um you know, with, within that, uh, within those conversations there. So, yeah, Johnny, you know, <clears throat> I've been hearing this constant theme happening outside of your house. It's this, this cylindrical thing. What keeps, are you doing over at my house? I, I stalk you on occasion, you know, <laughs> this cylindrical thing keeps wanting to land on top of your house and abduct you. Is this, is this right. true or not? Or, or they want to know. They want to know how to get out of that thing and get into the handyman. business. <laughs> <laughs> And there you go, folks. Yes, if you too are going to have a spaceship land in your yard, please teach them how to be a handyman by listening to the Handyman Pros Radio Show here. <laughs> With that, folks, if you have any questions, send us an email. Questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. Um, you can check out our website again. That's handymanprosradioshow.com. Uh, we do have a newsletter that you can subscribe to. We're going to um, start publishing a lot of really great information for upcoming shows. We also have a Facebook group that's at Handyman Pros. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter also at Handyman Radio. And then also we are doing, uh, we're going to start doing seasonal giveaways. This We are in the fall season right now. So if you would like a free checklist, send us an email or uh, drop us a line or sign up for the newsletter and just ask for the free fall maintenance checklist and we will make sure that you get one. And with that, we will see you next week on the Handyman Pros radio show.